cool summer day. Oh my goodness, Iowa's going to be 81 today. Um, I think tomorrow's going to be probably our coolest 4th of July in a long time. I remember coming to 4th of July picnics here, and man, you're just sweating. <laughs> so, so you go hang out with senior states and play uh, games inside, you know, because it's so hot outside. But, um, but no, um, uh, happy 4th of July, our independence uh, holiday. I hope everybody's going to enjoy that. Um, we still are a great nation. Uh, some people may think we aren't, but we are the greatest nation um, in, uh, in the world, I believe. And I've seen other nations, I've been to other nations, and I love our country. So um, I pray that uh, uh, tomorrow will be a time of reflections. Let's teach our children about the, uh, the wonderful things that this, uh, this country was founded on, the, uh, of God. It was founded on God, it was founded on religious freedom. Um, and uh, the, the forefathers wanted uh, God to be a part of it. And so we should want God to be a part of it today, and he is. Uh, and I, I, he hasn't removed his hand yet. Um, so uh, I'll keep praying for Okay, um, we haven't done the 40 years in the desert. We're going to see why we do the 40 years in the desert. But, but he is ready to give them what he promised. So let's go into Numbers. We're in uh, chapter 13. We'll be in 13 today. There's a lot of verses. There's a lot with the story. So we'll, we'll probably have to touch on, we might not be able to read it all in our, in our time here. But, um, but we can get the story here. In, uh, in Numbers 13, uh, 1, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, So the Lord's talking with Moses. Um, some things have just happened. Uh, there was a story of Miriam, Miriam and uh, Aaron uh, chastising Moses. Uh, Miriam becomes a leper. Um, they pray for her. She's shut up for seven days. And... and uh, and then is, is healed. But um, there, there's things that have happened. We, a whole bunch of uh, stories, uh, obviously from the Red Sea, the exodus out of, out of Egypt, um, the, the Red Sea, parting of the Red Sea. They've seen God work. They've murmured against God. They've seen God work. They've murmured against God. They've seen God work. That word long suffering kind of goes along with this. But, but, they, but they've seen their God work. 
Um, so in, in 13 here, so God's now speaking with Moses. They're on the, the, on the edge of the promised land. He says, send thou men that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel. Of every tribe of their fathers shall ye send a man, every one a ruler among them. And Moses, by the commandment of the Lord, sent them from the wilderness of Param. And all these men were the heads of the children of Israel. In the next few chapters, we're going to see each one that they sent, each spy. We get them by name, the leaders of their tribe. Um, and of note, uh, numbers, uh, in verse 6, tribe of Judah was Caleb. Um, and in, of note, in uh, verse 8, the tribe of Ephraim, Oshua, uh, the son of Nun. That's Joshua. If you go down to, uh, if you go down to verse 16, uh, and these are the names of the men which Moses sent to spy out the land. And Moses called Oshua, the son of Nun, Joshua. So, um, so that's Joshua. I, I, you know, it took me a little bit to, to go, okay, I see, I see where it is. There was 12 men. It wasn't 13. It wasn't 12 tribes. And then Joshua was the leader. He was one of the leaders of the tribes. So it was 12 men went to spy on Canaan. So uh, a command, number one, a command was given by God. A command. God commanded Moses. He said, send thou, send thou men that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel. He commanded them to go. I don't know why he did that. But it kind of does parallel today. God doesn't necessarily give us the whole picture in our lives of what he's got planned for us. Yeah. There's got to be some trust. Right. And so, but um, in this case, um, uh, God commanded Israel to go see the candle, which he promised he would, they would possess. So it, it was an unnecessary thing. He could have said, I want you guys to go in and take it. We might have had a whole different story written here. Um, but in this case, he said, I want you to send out these 12 men. And, uh, and God knows what's going to happen. You know, he, it's, not, it's not a surprise to him. But, um, but he, maybe it was that test. It's that final test of faith to see if you're worthy enough to go possess this land. Um, so we see that each leader of the tribes are sent. Um, how long would they, would they be in there? They're going to be 40, day, 40 days in there. Uh, if you go into, uh, we're in uh, verse 17 now. And Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said unto them, Get ye up this way southward and go up into the mountain and see the land, uh, what it is, and the people that dwelleth therein, uh, whether there be strong or weak, few or many. And what the land is that they dwell in, whether it be good or bad. And what cities they, they be that dwell in, whether in tents or in strongholds. Um, so this is a reconnaissance mission. Okay, a good military always has a good recon unit. That's what, partly what our, our uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, it's, it's a big mission of, of our wing here at, uh, at Beale. It's, it's reconnaissance. It's getting information that can be used, processed and used. And so, um, and, and what the land is, whether it be lean, fat or lean, verse 20, whether there be wood therein or not, and be of good courage and bring out the fruit of the land. Now the time was the time of the first striped grapes. Okay, so there's, uh, it's a season there that they talk about. And uh, so we're going to go through 25. So they went up and searched the land from the wilderness of Zin into Rohab, Rohab as men come to Hamath. And they ascended by the south and came unto Hebron, uh, where Ahimon, uh, Shesha and Talmai, I'm so glad we have better words to this in our, in our country, uh, the men of Anak were. 
Uh, now Hebron was built seven years before Zoan in Egypt. Um, just a side note there, haven't studied it out. I'm sure there's something there that we could, we could learn from that. And they came into the brook of Eshel. Now this is the word that sometimes we use in that song instead of uh, clusters. And cut down from thence a branch with one cluster of grapes, and they bear it between uh, two upon a staff, and they brought of the pomegranates and the figs. The place was called the Brook of Eshel, uh, because the cluster of grapes which the children of Israel cut down from thence. And they returned from searching the land after 40 days. So, we're now in our scene where we have uh, a, a product from the land, all the people are wait, were waiting. It's been 40 days that they're standing by, and they've got a cluster of grapes to show the land. Now, I, I'm sure they probably grabbed a lot more than that, um, because if I were a spy, I'd probably be eating, eating a lot of those as, as we go along. So there's just a cluster of grapes left. No, there's some other, other stuff. But, they, but the whole idea is that they, show, they had a product to show what this land was. God promised them a land of milk and honey. God promised them um, a fertile land. God promised them goodness, right? And now this goodness belonged at the time to the heathens, to, to those who weren't God's children. But this is God's nation, God's people that he promised. So um, they saw the good in the land, but they also saw the obstacles, didn't they? They saw obstacles. So, God wants good for us. The Christian life is a good life. Guys, I couldn't imagine a life without Christ. And if you stop and think of the people that we come in contact, people that either make you angry, people that you, you uh, uh, are just happen chance with, to meet, do you ever wonder, does this person live a life where they know that they have a God that loves them? It should, it should and I'm speaking to myself, guys, it should challenge me to go, do they know? And I can tell them. And it's like Pastor said, I don't have to have the verses in my head. I just have a story to tell. God loved me. And whether you came from a, a, a home where your mom and dad taught you about Christ from the beginning, praise the Lord. You have a testimony to give. If you came out of, uh, out of addiction, if you came out of a broken home, if you came out of whatever, and, and you got gloriously saved, praise the Lord. You've got a, a testimony. Nobody, nobody can ever, ever discount what God has done in your life. They don't know. All they know is what you're telling them. And so, um, so these folks had a, a, a task to do. Um, they, weren't, they weren't tasked to go spy the land to see if we're going to take it or not. They were tasked to go look, see what I have in store for you. Both the good and the bad. You're going to fight for it. You're going to win because I'm God. And you're going to have plenty because I'm God. And so, uh, so we have a command that was given, a task that was given. They forgot what the mission of that task was. Most of them. Most of them. So, so what is God telling you to do in your life? 
Uh, that, that's what I want to apply from there. What God commands us to do, uh, uh, he, he command, there's lots of commands in the Bible. And we could go back to the Old Testament and look at the commands. It's easy. But we could bring it down, break it down and simply. And if we go to Ecclesiastes 12, 13, let us hear the whole conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. This is the whole duty of man. That's the Old Testament. Hey, fear God. Do his commandments. It's whole duty. You're good to go. Jesus breaks down even further. Jesus said unto them in Matthew 22, 37, 38, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And so, so we're commanded to love God. If we love him, we're going to do what he says. And if we don't know what to do, then let's find a man, a man of God, somebody that, that, that's working, working with him very closely, and let's listen to what he has to say. we got a pastor. That's why we have pastors. And so, so we got a, a shepherd that's helping guide, it, guide us. So, but, but it goes beyond that. God might have something in your life that he wants you to do. He, you know, somebody might be called to be in the mission field. You might not be, but we are all on a mission field, wherever we're at, right? But, uh, but he might call you to that place that you wouldn't necessarily want to go. That's not a place I would want to visit on a vacation, but it might be a place that he wants you to go. I don't know. That's, uh, it's, it's so interesting to hear stories of, of missionaries and how they, how they felt that calling on the, from the Lord of, to where they were going to go. It, it is amazing. Um, uh, of how God works in people's lives. But we, we have to ask, what is God asking of you? And is he putting something in your heart that you need to trust him about? Amen. Is it for you, for your family, um, how you raise your children? Had some wonderful conversations this week. Uh, I'll, I'll, I do want to give a, a, a thank you testimony. Uh, Brother Caleb Feemster, who was here for a few weeks from Aviano, Italy, came here, was TDY to the base for three weeks, Jumped right into church. Boy, you guys were a blessing to him. Pastor was a blessing to him. He was a blessing to us. We had him over for dinner, and we just said, man, just, just, just eating it up. Just, just a fellow Christian from, from uh, across the world. And, and we had a good testimony. Man, thank you. Man, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, so if you ever go to Italy, Brother Feemster would love to see you. So just go. Uh, just go. Um, so, but, but. We had great conversations about trusting the Lord. And in his journey right now, he's got a one-year-old. And he's doing everything he can trying to follow biblical principles about raising this little girl. You know what? I think she's going to be okay. And if we follow biblical principles, we follow God's leading, I think her kids are going to be okay. You know, they're going to watch us. We can say all this stuff. If we're not going to do it, it's going to bring confusion. So let's not let's not bring confusion. Let's let's just let's just uh, let's just vow to say, God, let's do it your way. Be in this. Be in this. So so they had a task. They had a, a command given by God um, of, of what to go do. They let's see if they they let's see what happened. Number two, fear overcame most of the spies. Fear overcame most of the spies. So we're in verse 26. Uh, to finish out 13. And, and they went and came to Moses and Aaron and to the congregation of the children of Israel uh, unto the wilderness of Paran, to Kadesh, and brought back word unto them, unto all the congregation, and showed them the fruit of the land. 
So they had a show and tell, and they're going to say some stuff. And they told him and said, We came unto the land whither thou sentest, and surely it floweth with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, the people be strong and dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. And the Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites and Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, uh, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are, are well able to overcome it. Praise the Lord. But the men that went up with him said, We be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. Wow. They just, they just put their God in a box, didn't they? Just limited it to him. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land though which we have gone to search it is a land eaten up the, that eateth up the inhabitants thereof. And all the people that we saw are men of great stature. They're Goliaths. They're, they're big. They're strong. They're bigger than our God. That's what they're saying. And there, there we saw the giants, the son of Anak, which came of the giants, and we were in their sight as grasshoppers. So we were in their as we were, and so we were in their sight. They gave an evil report. They said, um, "We can't do it." Has God ever maybe asked you to do something and you said, "I can't do it"? Because there was a giant in your way. There was a walled city in your way. There was something that everybody else would say, that's not possible. I think God's still a miracle-performing God. Amen. Yep. You know, we might not see the fire from heaven come down. We could, but let's not limit them. If we say today that we don't see the miracles like they had in the Bible, and we're never going to, we're limiting God. Let's not do that. Let's, let's, if, if, he's the, if he's a big God then, he's still a big God today, right? And our little problems, though are big to us, they're not a problem for him. A little faith. What, what does a little faith do? The grain of a mustard seed could move a mountain. Um, so after all they had seen, they let fear set in and drive their decision making. Fear was greater than the grapes. God had performed so many miracles. What did they see? They saw the Red Sea parted. They saw all the plagues of, of, of Egypt, and their people were fine. They, they saw manna from heaven. They saw quails. They saw water from rocks. There was always, like I said, murmuring in between because they're so short-sighted and, 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 and uh, small memories. But they have seen God do great things. And we have too. We've seen God do great things. We don't, we don't have to worry about, well, I've never seen God do anything, so you're asking me to trust something I've never seen. Well, I think he's done wonderful things. He's done wonderful things in this church. He, we saw him th through his people Build that new building. Others would have said, you can't be done. Not in this day and age. Not right now. Yeah, it can be done. It takes trust. It takes faith. Psalm 23, 4 says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. 
but thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. What a great psalm. So fear drove... It's amazing. If you have fear and faith among a people, it seems that fear always gets the louder voice. You turn, I, I, I mean, I'll turn on the news, I'll, I'll, I'll look at, uh, even, even in the websites that I like, the Fox or, or whatever, uh, uh, you know, they, fear drives the, drives the drive-by. Fear, fear is what's out in front. And you have to stop sometimes. I have to stop. Celia uh, and I had to stop listening to talk radio on, on, on the way home uh, from work, and we, we needed to listen to some preaching. Well, I'll tell you what, we've been more encouraged lately because we're listening to preaching rather than listening to the fear out there. Fear is something that, that uh, it will, it's infectious. Hope can be infectious, but it takes a lot more. Um, fear is just so easily, it flows like water. It just so easily just pours out. If, so, so recognize it. One of the worst things that can happen in a family is when parents show fear. There's concern many times that you're dealing with something, but fear can really, really play hard on a child. Be careful how you let your emotions show when it comes to fear. Um, I remember, and pastor said the same thing, I remember I, I had the same thoughts when you would and this is back in the, the 80s when you hear the news and stuff and, and you just, that the, that the world's just going to hell in a handbasket, you know, just, and it's fears. It can, it strikes fear. And for, for a young person, it can strike fear very easily. And you can, you can, without even being mature enough to grab that, that thought that God is bigger than anything, you can think there's, that's a lost cause of growing in this world. And, and I'd tell my mom, Mom, I, 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 I want to get married. I want to I have kids someday. I want to live a life. Uh, it made me fear the coming of the Lord. Yeah. Uh, be, just being honest, as a kid, it made me fear the coming of the Lord because that meant that, that things were just going to get worse and worse. And now what is that? Lord, come back now, please. Just, just come back. I'm ready. But, but I'm also saying I had kids and I've been married but fear drives some poor decisions be careful how your emotions show on that um, uh, husbands and wives bounce off of each other um, encourage one another um, don't let fear drive your decisions like they did these people that were blessed of God blessed of God we're going to move on a little bit so Number three, a blessing was lost. A blessing was lost. Now, again, we have not done the 40 years in the desert. This, they are ready to take the land. They are on the edge. They are right there. Caleb just said, let's do it. Caleb said, let's, let's just go. We're right here. There be, there be giants in the land. Let's go to verse 11 of Numbers 14. And the Lord said, so, so, uh, so in between here, uh, Joshua and, 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 uh, and Aaron and Moses fell on their faces before the assembly of the congregation. Joshua said, no, let, let's, let's go. Uh, and they, they rent their clothes because of what their fellow spies had said. And so in verse 11, and the Lord said unto Moses, how long will this people provoke me? 
And how long will it be ere they believe me for all the signs which I have shown among them? I mean, he gave them signs. He wasn't an invisible God to them. I will smite them with pestilence and dishearten, disinherit them, and will make thee a greater nation. Can he do that? Can he get rid of every single one of them? Absolutely. Can he make a greater nation? Yes, he can. But Moses, their pastor, stood in the gap. Now, Moses didn't say anything that God didn't know. But he was willing to say it. And Moses said unto the Lord, Then the Egyptians shall hear it, and thou broughtest this people in thy might from among them, and they will tell it to the inhabitants of the land, for they will have heard that the Lord art among this people, and that the Lord art seen face to face, and that the cloud standeth over them, and that, the goest before them, uh, that thou goest before them by daytime in a pillar of a cloud, and the pillar of night by fire, uh, pillar of fire by night. And thou shalt kill all this people as one man. And so he goes on and on here. And he, he tells God, don't stay your anger. You're long-suffering. Give, give one more chance. Don't, don't kill the people, as you, as you said. Uh, for, in verse 18, for the Lord is long-suffering and have great mercy, forgiving iniquity and transgression by them, no means clearing the guilty. And in verse 20, and the Lord said, I have pardoned according to thy words. I'm not going to kill him. But as truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. My will will be done. I'm a God that deserves the glory. He, he is. He's a God that deserves the glory. And um, uh, verse 22, because all those men which have seen my glory and my miracles, which I did in, in Egypt uh, in the wilderness and have tempted me these ten times and not hearkened to my voice, Surely they will not see the land. So basically, everybody, so after we had had such a great display of these, uh, of the fruits of this land, what God had promised, he promised, his promise was true. Uh, we have Moses stand in the gap um, for them because of their, their lack of faith and their disobedience, basically. You tell us to go there, we can't do it. That's being disobedient. It's not just lack of faith, it's being disobedient. But um, he stood in the gap. We have a pastor, praise the Lord, who stands in the gap for us. Um, Caleb was asking, how, 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 do you, how does your pastor have vision uh, for the church, and how do you guys keep moving forward? And I said, because he prays. He prays a lot. He prays for all of us by name. We need to pray for him, his family, by yeah. name. We need to pray for our staff by name. We need to lift people up. We need to lift each other up. Uh, stand in the gap when somebody's not strong enough to. Moses stood in the gap. I appreciate that he did because this could have been a whole different story here. But we have a pastor who loves us, and, and, uh, and, and Moses was that pastor to them. Uh, so are we missing any blessings because of fear? Uh, God would never send us to do anything without his protection and guidance. Never. Never. It doesn't mean something's going to turn out the way that we think it should. We always have a, a, a picture in our mind of how things should turn out. I had a picture of my mind how my military career should turn out. 30-year career, everything's going to go swimmingly. That's not going to be the case. So how are you going to handle the things that, that came into your path you didn't expect? 
Remember, we have a God who is bigger than us, bigger than the giants we face. He has promises for us. It's in his word. And and he's with us. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. And God promises that he will preserve us. He'll preserve us. And Psalm 145, uh, first part of 20, the Lord preserveth all them that love him. We have a big God. This was a minor issue. And they, they lost their, their, what, the, what the objective of the mission was. The mission was to recon, and then we're going to take it. You, know, you don't have to go in... Uh, you, you don't have to go in unprepared to God's will. Be prepared. Be in your Bible. Search it out. Get counsel. It's all there. It, it, it's, it's, uh, when God says, you know, trust me, it doesn't mean you have to blindly trust and say, okay, Lord, whatever you, whatever you will, uh, I'm not going to... You know, it'd be like going into the mission field and saying, Lord's call me to the mission field. Okay, so uh, how many churches are you visiting? Well, I'm not going to visit any churches. The money will come in. You're not going to candidate. You're not going to go out and present your ministry and do all that. that, that that's kind of foolish. But, but that's, that's kind of the same thing. Go out. God's telling you to recon. Go out and find out. Get your resources. Be amazed at what God will do for you. Um, in this day and age when we're seeing high gas prices and inflation uh, a recession looming, if not here. Ah, you know what? This tithing thing, I'm going to have to put that that, 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 that doesn't pencil out. So I'm going to have to put that on hold. Really? So you want God to be a part of it when you're in the plenty, but when we're in the little, you don't want God to be a part of it. God, God plans works. Gosh, I, all the more I would want him a part of that, right? So Let's, don't lose the blessing in your life. Um, it was interesting, just a little side note, we'll finish with this. Everybody uh, 20 and above, everybody 20 and above, would go. they'd all go into the wilderness for 40 years, a, a year for every day that the spies were in the land, uh, as it says. And everybody 20 and older, minus Caleb and Joshua, because of their faithfulness, would die in the wilderness. So it's interesting, I, I just the correlation, what, what happens from a 19-year-old to a 20-year-old? You leave, leave the teen years, and now become a 20-year-old. My daughter's about to be 20 this week. So am I going to treat her differently? I'm not going to love her any differently. But I was thinking about that this week. I was going, hmm, she's, she's becoming old enough to be responsible for the decisions she's going to make. And maybe that, that hand, always going to have my hand of protection and support, but as a 20-year-old, we, we need to prepare them to be that, that, that adult that makes these decisions. Like one of the reasons why we have uh, the Sunday school classes, when we started a, um, uh, a, a, the, the singles class, we said, you know, this is about your faith. You've left, you've, you've left the teen class, and you've, you've left... Uh, you've left parents waking you up and bringing you to church and doing all this. Now it's on you. Yeah. Right? right? 
So uh, it was just interesting, this tw 19 to 20, this teens are gone and we're now in a 20, we're not in 20. So um, I'm not saying we're gonna love our kids any differently when they're 20, but maybe we show a little different respect, different, you know, treat them more as adults, let them, you know, we start, I'm speaking to myself right now, I'm sorry. <laughs> Celie's going, yes, dad, yes, why, that is a great idea. Let me, let me make more of the decisions in my life, no. But, but he, uh, the Lord was basically chastising and uh, the 20-year-olds and, uh, and up in that. So, so let's not miss the blessings. God gives us command. God's going to guide our, our life. He's going to tell us what to do. If you don't, get counsel. Find out, find out what the Lord would have you to do through, through wise counsel, through the Bible, through prayer. Um, uh, don't let fear, if, if you're listening to the radio like I, I do a lot, Turn it off. Turn the, you know, if, if you it, try to be mindful of your, your fear level in this, in this world, we have the, the God of the world. I'm not going to say the greatest God. We have the God of the world who, who's our Savior. And if you don't, okay, let's get that right today. Let's, I'm just going to say, let's get it right today. Because we have the God of the, of the world, the God of the universe, who loves us, wants the best for us, wants to give us the blessings in life, even through the trials. So, all right, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this uh, great story of, uh, of fear and what it can do. And Lord, what, what it just means to just trust you, Lord. And I just uh, ask that, Lord, you just bless uh, today. Bless these people. Bless us as parents as we raise. Uh, bless us as, uh, as young people as we uh, endeavor into the world. Uh, but Lord, uh, just, uh, just bless. And uh, and, and be with us, Lord. We have many in needs right now, um, those going through the fire, going through health issues. And Lord, I just pray your hand of, uh, of blessing and grace on their lives, Lord, and a peace. Um, and uh, Lord, we sure do love you for that. Lord, just th that you know our infirmities and you know what we need. Be with the pastor now as he brings the message. Be with our uh, small time of fellowship. And Lord, we sure do love you. In your name we pray. Amen.